Welcome to the Mentality Podcast. This is a little bit of a different one today. This is with Mark Whittle, who's actually host of Take Flight Podcast. He came up for the Warrington Wolves game to, to watch us boys just miss out on a win there. But he came up the, the night before and, and on the Saturday we linked up to do a bit of, bit of a podcast. It's a 50-minute one. But he's, we cover quite a lot of stuff in detail and, and Mark gets into... The stuff we've both discovered, really, along these years, along along these kind of journeys that we've both taken on to. And um, they've both ended up launching podcasts. So it's very interesting, very interesting what we talk about, this stuff like flotation tanks, perspective shifts, and a lot of the story for what, what led into my mentality, what was my kind of ambition and, and inspirations for that, and what it's actually ended up becoming, which is... A bit different to, to what I first thought that it would be. Um, it's, it's very different to, to what I first initially started mentality as. It's, it's grown and it's it's organically grown and, and changed. So we talk a little bit about that, a little bit about, about inspirations, books that we can recommend, and also being able to consciously sit with a feeling, consciously sit with something that you're feeling, whether it's negative or positive, and also talk a little bit about Kanye West, um, we, we reference Kanye West and, and, and what he's kind of gone through as a breakthrough, he calls it, rather than a breakdown, so we talk a little bit about that. Just want to give a shout out to UK Red Security, being burgled a little bit recently, so I want to give them a shout out for coming around, sorting out the house, making me sleep, making me able to sleep again, and... Uh, Wanted to give them a big shout to UK Red Security, the massive, massive firm in delivering security for houses, for businesses. And without going on too much, I think we'll jump straight into to Mark. Mark Will of Take Flight, who asked me a few questions, asked me a few different questions, I think. And uh, enjoy. Stevie, how you doing, mate? Spot on, mate. Spot on. Apart from the uh, the uh, lack of sleep and and sleep deprivation, mate. After that game yesterday, I'm feeling tip top. Cut suns out. Yeah, suns yeah. out in Leeds for a change. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah, beautiful. it's looking beautiful. Yeah, no, mate. I know it's a shame about last night. What happened? Took me through it. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, it's a game that that got away with us, mate, from the first twenty minutes, and there was obviously two spells where. We were off, and then we came up. We came back, and almost looked like we were going to blow Warren away. But they're a good side, and they stuck. They stuck with it. And um, some of the, the 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 times in that game, we were just we were just way too off. And um, I think that's a concentration thing, and and a mental thing as well. You know, um, sticking with it, and, and and having that focus to actually stop them from from getting in dangerous positions. And you know, we uh, we let them <laughs> let them do it too many times. Mate, they looked sharp to be fair, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They were, yeah. Mate, they were brilliant. They were mate, brilliant. Headingley was bouncing as per. Yeah. Thanks for sorting me out with the ticket, mate. Nah, don't worry about it, mate. Anytime, mate. Anytime. <laughs> Anytime. Season ticket holder now, then. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just a single ticket every game. <laughs> um, so, yeah, mate, I'm really excited to, to be chatting with you. We've been talking about doing this for a little while. So, this is a slightly different podcast episode for both of us. It's a collaborative yes. podcast episode between the Take Flight podcast, which I've been hosting since January, where we talk all about high performance and the, the secrets and tips and tricks and routines you can add to your mm-hmm. 
your day to try and be the best version of yourself and of course uh, a collaboration with you and the Mentality Podcast. So could you give us a little bit of like a snapshot of what the Mentality Podcast is all about, why you started doing it and just a little bit more information about what you're doing and the conversations you're having? Yeah, so me and Dom launched Mentality um, 2016. It's on the back of a a 12-month injury that I had uh, with my ACL and I've been through a lot of, of ups and downs in such a condensed period. I'm 24 now. I made my debut at 18 and um, I've been through a lot. I've, I've played at Wembley, Challenge Cup finals, won yeah. one but lost one. Played at grand, played two grand finals, won them both and at Old Trafford. Um, so I've been through a lot but there's also on the other end of that, there's, there's some tough injuries that I've had to deal with and, and tough times on the sidelines where it's it's kind of surprised me because you know everyone kind of thinks that you want this tensionless state you know this kind of state where you'll you'll be on the sidelines and you might go do training you might go do weights and you look like you might be living the dream you know I, I was getting off physio but at 10am doing my, doing my rehab and, and, and I was probably out at door for half 10 mm. but back in 2016 I got to this time where it's almost as if I had to come out of the box of just being a rugby player that was that was injured um, not just injured that was experienced these massive highs but also experienced these these lows where you know you're kind of looking for answers and you're not enjoying it as much as everyone thinks you are you're not enjoying earning the money you're not enjoying um, doing this thing which which everyone thinks would be brilliant while you're out injured so I thought you know there's something more to this there's something more to this and launching mentality immediately set me off on a bit of a journey a bit of a journey of self-discovery a bit of a journey of um, self-awareness and allowing all these different points of view these different ways to look at life to come in and now mentality is just a constant vehicle for that for what we look at for 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 what we see so you know that's that's what it is at the minute this podcast kind of runs in the same vein so yeah. it, it makes sense to to do this collab if you like and 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 run it like that and um and see where we end up with it yeah mate it's so impressive as well i think because it's something that although now is talked about a much more like mental health in general but definitely not in rugby league no. i think to have the kind of nouse to do that and, and kind of step out of your comfort zone is really impressive so yeah, yeah no, I love what you're doing mate it's awesome yeah and that, that was a that was a massive and I don't know how many times or how many people look at it um, to consciously look at fear or to consciously look at going outside your comfort zone that's something I only started doing when I was 21 2016 or t- 22 years old other times I'd just been doing what was taught to me with rugby taught to me with growing up and um, and going through that, that process but to consciously look at fear to consciously look at going outside your comfort zone to grow and to get better to do things which which scare you to death scare other people to death and to almost have an indicator where people are saying what are you doing or are you sure about this or you know to use that as a measurement to go through and do it and yeah. just step through the fear you know that that you know that when he said going out of the comfort zone, that's one thing that I looked at, and just went through went through with it. 
Um, Did you not see, we talk about it a lot on the podcast, how like success and growth is on the other side of fear. Yeah. But do you not see, uh, like in your rugby career, things like just walking over the white line and playing at the next level above when you were in the academy or whatever, mm-hmm. or playing against bigger and bigger people and, and better and better people? Do you not see that as, as fear or getting I've, over fear? I've always, I've always had it. I've always had the fear. Or I've always had the nerves. I've always had the anticipation of of what it might be or or what's going to happen or what a big task it was you know I played standoff at at Wembley at, um in the Challenge Cup final when I was 18 um what was that like it was it was mental it was absolutely <laughs> mental mate honestly i've never experienced anything like it um it was like a brick wall of noise honestly coming out for 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 the the, the first whistle it was actually like a brick wall of noise that that that, that hit me and um, so I'm aware of it all I, I'm aware of looking back aware of it all now but I wasn't conscious of all that you know I was I was just doing my best to to go through it to go to the next stage but I think when you get a bit older or when you go through these experiences you start to learn more about your own individual feelings about your own your your own consciousness really and uh I really started. I really started to kind of hone in onto that. Yeah. I mean, it was always there. It was always happening. I always push myself through that fear, but but now I use it as an advantage. So when you heard that crowd, obviously that was probably the biggest crowd you played in front of today yeah. at the time. Do you still hear that now, or are you used to it? Uh, I'm not used to it, but I think like anything, when you when you do it more and more, you you, you get. You get more adept to yeah. to performing under it. Yeah, because last year in grand final wasn't it like seventy thousand plus yeah, or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At Old Trafford, um, and that's just you know, mate. Th- those those times just outstanding. And I remember Wayne Rooney, twenty twelve actually. He came to uh, <coughs> he came to the hotel the night before the 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 um, the grand final. Oh God, I forget the name of the hotel in Manchester. It'll come back to me, but he'd he'd come there as a bit of a bit because he's a rhinos fan. A bit of a visit. Twenty twelve. I'm eighteen years old, and he's come into a room full of rhinos players. Everyone's like looking at him. Everyone's going shaking his hand and that. And you know, it's it's quite a weird situation. You know, it's all uh, boys are like shaking his hand or you know, talking to him, doing small talk and that. And he's probably a bit like taken aback by the room because everyone's double size of him and stuff. And he's just wanted to come in. He's a bit of a fan of rhinos at this time. But I remember, uh, you know, I remember, I can remember him talking and um, I think Gary Everton had, had actually said something where, oh, Wayne, we've got a young lad playing, uh, this was me, the young lad playing, 18 years old, uh, and he had words of advice before a final and he said, just make sure you make make every second or take every second in because it's over with the, with the click of a finger. Yeah. And now when I'm in finals, I just try and enjoy the moments, try and enjoy the, the uh, anticipation of it all and 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 feel into that energy because it's honestly it's surreal it really is surreal to be in that position yeah but that's difficult at the best of times isn't it when you're trying to be present just in day-to-day life yeah exactly exactly um i mean it's in situations like finals you've got all sorts of thoughts going around your head you know and all sorts of emotions and, and stuff like that but I think just to sit back and and know that you're lucky to be in, involved in them is is a is a really gratifying thing, um, 
and you know if if I get to another final, you know that's that's what the 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 kind of attitude that I'll take into that as well. Yeah, mate. What about? I'd love to hear some of like examples of some of the stuff that goes through your head during a final, like positive and negative. Yeah, positive, negative. Um, <clears throat> I was just watching. I was watching a Kanye West interview last night actually with Insomnia, and he's on his own little bit of a. He, he had that breakdown, didn't he? he had that um, mental breakdown. Um, I think it was back end of last year, and he's um, he's calling it a breakthrough now. He's been away from a bit away from the spotlight and stuff now, but he's coming back and he's talking about all the similar stuff that, that I guess you talk about on, on 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 your podcast and what what we talk about. But you, you know, he's talking about these this positive thing of having a breakthrough from being all, under all this pressure that he had, everything, you know, always competing all the time, you know, and almost like I can relate to my experience where the, the pressure's turned up so far on the pressure cooker that you almost break down with with beliefs and, and, and all this kind of stuff and something new has to emerge. I think Kanye West's talking about that now and something he's talking about is good and bad and merely labels what we put on, on things that happen in life. Um, it's, the nature of what we go through day to day, it's impossible to make a call on, on whether it's good or bad in the long run or in the short run. You know, it's it's merely from a perspective. Um and and I like to think of that really as what goes through my head in games, what goes through my head before finals. Because I'm gonna have a thought where I think, my arm is a bit tight. Or <laughs> Am I on today? Am I flat today? Am I on today? And 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 these thoughts can whirl around your mind, but I think the difference is is whether you follow them or whether you believe them enough to make them to make them into into reality. And uh, you know, I'd like to think that I pick the quote unquote positive ones more often than not. Yeah. Um, but it's an ongoing process; it really is. And uh, you know, there's some stuff that, that 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 happens where it's like that Mike Tyson quote, and everyone's got a plan to get they get smacked in the face you know and and sometimes you're in that that position in games and you've got to snap yourself back to reality and remember what you've got to do next rather than um, rather than kind of just going with the last thing that happened and, and, and maybe following that too much but mate I love that so much because basically what you're saying is well the way you put it was great that it's impossible to tell in the moment whether it's positive or whether it's negative but yeah. essentially we make our mind up about that right yeah. So if it is negative, there's always a spin to make it feel like it's a positive. Exactly. And um, the idea of a breakdown turning into a breakthrough is awesome. I love yeah, that. I, I, yeah. I've not heard that interview. I'd have to have a look. But yeah, one of the things that I'm trying to do and, and trying to determine whether it's even possible is to know whether you can have those breakthroughs without the breakdown. Right, yeah, yeah, because yeah. Because yeah. it's, it's horrible when you're in that situation, you're in that darkness, that period when you're mm. like... You know, it feels like the end of the world. Mm-hmm. But when you do get through it, you learn a lot about yourself and you have yeah. that breakthrough moment. It's great. Yeah, do. But is there a way that we can do that without the suffering? I don't know. I think I think suffering's part of it. You know, you go about that positive and negative kind of thing. Suffering's probably part of it. It might be the kind of the sandpaper to 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 what you're gonna go and do next, you know? You, you I guess you sometimes got to have that bit of conflict or that kind of something that you've got to get through yourself individually and in order for you to, I don't want to say to have the motivation, but to have that cause, that cause to to, to, um, 
to go through. Maybe it's, like you say, maybe it's shifting the perspective. Maybe it's, rather than nowadays, looking for a quick, easy fix solution. You know, maybe it's sitting with that, with that kind of, it might be emotional suffering. It might be something that's happened in your life that's quite big. To sit and, and, and feel into it rather than running away from it. And yeah. um, that's something that I've spoke to Danny Cipriani on the, on the last podcast that we've done, which is it'll be released around the time this gets released. You know, he's he's. You'd think, looking back over his career, he, he must ten years ago think he's a completely different person or a completely different mindset to, to what he had, and what's caused that I imagine is is some conflict, up and downs. Um, breaking down the beliefs you know um, so yeah it's I think it I think it might come hand in hand and whether it's just the idea of changing the perspective of not having that suffering or using that suffering to to go better to go better I don't know yeah no nah, mate it's so good it's hard to do though right yeah it is hard to do yeah yeah it's it's really hard and uh, only the other day actually um, I've had a few weeks but only other day I had to kind of sit with a bit of a a bit of a feeling or a bit of a an anxious a bit of an anxiety I think um, and rather than shunning it away or running away from it I just sat with it and, and I was alright with it and you know over a couple of days it dispelled and felt I felt good from it so it's an ongoing process you know yeah. I, don't, I, I sometimes shirk it away and, and don't want to feel like that or but it is, it is, mate, it's something that you've got to kind of take control of or you've got to have that 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 now, if you like, to, to to deal with it differently. Yeah. Yeah, and I want to talk a little bit more with you about some of the routines you might use to, to deal with those anxieties and, and some of those times that you'll be experiencing suffering. Mm. Uh, but before that, I just want to get an idea then. So that that big injury that you had, what was your experience on the sidelines when everyone else was playing and all you wanted to do was get back on the pitch and be involved in the team again. How did you feel? What what those emotions, what those feelings are like? And then fast forward back to today, what's your relationship like with mental health now? Yeah, so man, I've had, this, there's a few stages to, to it and a few stepping stones to where I've got today. Um, initially, my first big one was a shoulder dislocation to my left shoulder. And, uh, that's 2014 and that's after winning the grand final in 2012 and then playing in a World Cup challenge at the start of 2013. A few games after that, I dislocated my shoulder and damaged all the nerves down my left arm. Put me out for, for nine months it was. So it was a long time for the rest of the year. Um, I think I just managed that. I got through that and, and kind of felt lucky to have, have won a grand final and been involved in such games but... 2014 was the the next time for me where I actually got back playing, but I wasn't playing to to what I I knew I could play like. I wasn't playing to my potential, and I had so much control over what I wanted to happen. Um, and I struggled with depression that that year. And uh, was it like intense for long periods of time, or was it like it was just it was just like a really low value kind of. It was just, it, well, I guess a lot of it was confusion as well. Like it were a low kind of, a low mood, a low mood a lot of the time. Um, a lot of it was confusion for why I had to feel like that. 
and um, misunderstanding, I think, as well. And then I kind of got through that and then 2015 looked after itself because I put size on, I, I was smashing pre-season. It's the only pre-season I've ever had, 2015. Really? Um, yeah. Um, so 2015, I, I got back into the swing of things and were, I was going well, I was going really well. This is a treble winning year, this. So I was going well and starting at back row every week. And you and came out uh, of your depression at this point. Yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like my medicine, that. Yeah. Because I had the purpose, I had the drive, I had the the worth, if you like. So that was the medicine for me. And then 2015, the back end of that, obviously I'd um, won the Challenge Cup and that was like a fucking massive moment because I'd missed out on 2014 Challenge Cup, come through the adversity to win the 2015 one. That was a massive moment. A few weeks after that, I'd done my ACL and uh, that was just like it was one of those like why me moments do you know what I mean it was like we were just about to create something special we obviously won the treble and then in this league leaders game where we were chasing game my knee goes and I'm like why you know why is that had to happen and and what came from that was 12 months on sidelines and that's obviously the the indicator for for why I had to change. Um, I initially probably set out to change the situation, you know, launch mentality. Wanted to change the situation, what was going on for me. So that was launched off the back of having that experience with depression? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, need, I, I needed something to to fire me through. I knew that, I knew that, that, that feeling, that innate feeling that I had where I had this drive and to make something happen. You know, that's, that's kind of what led into me doing mentality in 2016. Um, so I guess I look for France's change external situation which long story short it just it just set me off on a on a path to, to change internally as well yeah that's good mate because I mean you, you said it yourself that you were saying the why me thing so obviously that's yeah. like when it's the first time you experience an emotion like that it is typically the the why me the victim mentality mm-hmm. isn't it and you manage yeah. to change it around through that period and and turn it into a positive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hard, um, right. And that's, you know, probably 2014, I probably had that. I'll probably walking around thinking by me, you know, my shoulders are aching all the time. Like, I'd be up at night in nights, and this is from, from oh, what, 16 years old. I'd be up and I'd be, I'd be taking these mad painkillers to sleep. I, I'd be writhing around in pain with both my shoulders. And it was, it was, you know, I'm thinking, what's going on here? I'm 16, 17, having these shooting pains down my arm. Could I lift my, my arms up, up, up from um, up from my side? Um, I, I don't know whether that was from tears or whether it was from the the stuff that I'd been doing. Or, but yeah, it's I probably had that going forward. Like, why are my shoulders always hurt? And, and you know, this kind of like you say, this victim mindset. Why? Why is it? Why has it got to be me? Until I was in a game and I could fucking I could play. You know. Um, so it's becoming aware of that, you know, and it's sometimes people can be be quite stubborn to, to change that and to, to look at themselves and because that's the hardest work, you know, when you kind of turn your finger and point it inwards rather than yeah. looking externally. Yeah, yeah, it's really interesting, mate. So so what is your relationship with mental health like now then? Um, <clears throat> I guess it, I probably rethought it a lot. I've probably kind of looked at so many different indicators that, that, 
revolve around stuff like depression, anxiety and and why those things might feature in someone's life. You know, what does the ego want? You know, what's that driving? Um, how much are you actually taking control of your thoughts or having a kind of objective viewpoint rather than your thoughts driving you? And looking at that in detail, looking at that in big detail and and looking at the idea of self-help as well. Um, I think a lot of people will probably look at self-help in in different ways you know what is it for mental health or is it to become something something else rather than sorting out your own issues at the time you know I think there's a lot of that that goes on and I know I went through a phase of it um, but there's so many different things pal like, like I say just looking at the kind of things around these these causes these problems that people have you know, what can we try and tick off? What can we change? And what can we kind kind of make a difference to, you know, have you got a purpose? Have you got something that's that's leading to a cause that's bigger than yourself? First of all, it's it's massive. It's absolutely, you know, it's, it, it, you need it, you know, and I definitely need it. I think that's why I'm so happy that we're doing this, you know, because funny enough, like when you were talking about it then, part of the reason I started the podcast was because of a similar low feeling. Yeah. And, a lot of the stuff you can do to make yourself feel better, like you said, is having a, a meaning bigger than yourself and yeah. probably helping other people. Um, and a lot of those things tie into the mental health stuff that you're doing mentality and the high performance stuff. It seems to be a mm-hmm. kind of a similar thing, whether it's a just a goal setting routine that allows you to aim towards something and feel that sense of purpose yeah. or some kind of practice that's going to help you find more clarity and, and be more aware of the ego like you were talking about. Yeah. So. I know we talk quite regularly and exchange messages about different practices and stuff that we mm. might be experimenting with, like whether it's meditation or uh, we spoke a lot about the float tanks and stuff like that. Yeah. Different breathing techniques. Yeah. So, mate, I'd love to hear a little bit more information on what you've been experimenting with, the different things you've found useful and, and have helped you because I'm sure a lot of people are going to want to be looking into these things. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned float tanks and that's that's only fairly recent that I've, I've kind of... I've heard about them two, three years ago, um, but only had the kind of impulse to go and try them. Um, I've, I've tried them four times for an hour. And, you know, when people t- people talk about taking a break or they talk about taking, you know, getting away, you know, maybe they go sit on a beach. But I, I think I think sometimes having a break is is almost a break from yourself, a break away from what you've got to do, a break away from your plans and a break away from all this kind of um, stuff that we go through, stresses of everyday life. <clears throat> and a float, a float tank for me is that it's, um, I've only done an hour, but I could do two, three, four hours. Honestly, I could do. And um, I go in there and, and it takes me about half an hour for me to settle down and stuff. And I'll concentrate on my breath. I'll do, probably do six seconds in, six seconds out. And all of a sudden it kind of takes you into a calm, peaceful place where, I mean, the last time, it can it can it can bring on quite like um, hallucinatory hallucinatory experiences. Um, I mean, I didn't even know. I, I think it was about four minutes in. I didn't know if I were asleep. I didn't know if I were awake. <laughs> you know, I couldn't quite put my finger on where I was. You know, and that might sound a little bit scary, but because you're in almost away from away from yourself, away from your kind of ego, if you like, it's 
you know, you've got that distance where you can kind of just fully relax and obviously you're floating on these these salts, you're floating on um, this water, which is skin temperature. There's no light It's um, and there's no sound. So it's just, it's uh it's just a bit of a recess, I think, from from everything that you got to do in the life, and it will, and you feel miles better after it. You know, you feel miles better after it. It's not going to be a magic fixer, but I think building them up and 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 experiencing stuff like that, you know, it can can reset you. I really think it can reset yeah. you. Yeah, mate, that's so good. I'm similar to you. I think I've done four, maybe five. Um, and for a bit of context, it's called a float tank, right? But it's also called yeah. a sensory deprivation tank. Yeah. So. The idea of it is that you're floating with absolutely zero gravity because of all the Epsom salts that are in the, yeah. in the water. There's no light on at all, so you can't see anything. Mm-hmm. You can't really hear anything. Did you have earplugs in when you did earplugs it? Earplugs in, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you can't really hear anything, and you're literally just floating. And the idea is that you kind of go outside your body and have that restful but kind of out-of-body out experience as well. Yeah, yeah. I know a lot of, uh, I think traditionally it was like basically meth heads and heroin heads and people on acid like in the 70s. Yeah. That's how they... Right got off drugs right? Okay, having yeah, that yeah. kind of experience in there because it go, it brought on similar experiences Makes when they're on drugs sense, yeah. but that's how they got right. off it but now it's so good for not only mental but physical isn't it so it yeah. takes all the pressure off your joints yeah. all the pre- like pressure off any injuries or any yeah you know, you've got yeah, off. yeah yeah <laughs> that's why I'm in there oh, but yeah. I bet you'll love it as well mate because you're talking about like having uh, trouble with your sleeping and stuff and that is just a pure mm. restful relaxation yeah. period which you can you're obviously missing at times as well yeah, exactly. It, it just it forces you into that state, you know. Um, some people will probably get in there and and have the the mind whizzing, you know, because your mind whizzes. You know, it's it's looking for answers for what to do. Um, it's trying to occupy with something, but give it thirty minutes, concentrate on your breath, and get into that state where it's you just you just resting, like you've nothing else to do. It's uh, it's quite nice, mate. It's quite beautiful, yeah. actually. Yeah. No, I can't recommend it enough either, mate. So, yeah. all right. So you're saying there, t- concentrating on your breath. Mm. Talk to me about some of the stuff that you've done with breath work. I know, I know you're quite interested in this. You've done some seminars and stuff and you spoke a bit on your podcast about this sort of stuff before. So just interested to know what your experience was with it and whether you still incorporate it into like your daily routine and stuff now. Yeah, <clears throat> I wouldn't say it's in my daily routine. Um, I always play around my routine. I think there's stuff that you should always have, have to do and, and stuff that you should always have as an indicator to set off your day. Um, but for instance, I'd, I'd do Wim Hof breathing every morning. That that was like something I did a few months back. Um, I've played around with box breathing, which is, is really simple. It's four seconds in, four seconds hold it, four seconds out, four seconds hold your breath out. Um, and then of course when you're getting better and you've got more capacity it's um, you put it five to six seconds but also that's it, that's something that you can do before meditation you might do it for 10-20 minutes before meditation or use it in meditation in itself you know you do that for 10 minutes and you, you'll bring your central nervous system back to where it needs to be a restful state and um, and you can chill out with it like I did it on bus on way to World Club Challenge um, in Oz uh, that was another nervous time for me on the bus and you know, all these anxieties or, you know, nerves or, you know, I just did a bit of box breathing and brought me right back down to earth to, to where I wanted to be. So, you know, that's that's something that's that's quite good to experiment with. Um, I've tried dragon breathing as well, which is... <sighs> it's it's, it's, it's not breathing fire, is it? Yeah, no, 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 not yet. I think I think that's the next level, that. <laughs> Advanced. But, yeah, that's... Um, 
they're quite hard to explain on, on the podcast actually but you know it's derived from from like the kind of India and, and, and the, the yogic kind of type of breathing that we did that with Craig White on the Mantality Retreat so but basically it's an energising thing it's a little bit like Wim Hof but there's a bit of movement in there and it's and it's uh, yeah it's 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 a little bit mad but you got to get yourself into it I need to um, come to one of your retreats. You're doing another one anytime soon. Yeah, we will be, mate. Yeah, we're kind of looking at dates. It's hard, obviously, with, with games and stuff yeah. like that and, and cup rounds. So it's hard to kind of pick a pick a date, but there's definitely one that that we're going to put in there and 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 get in because it's they just they're so good for they're so good for that self evaluation. You know that kind of that first point where you might be on the step of someone's journey. Or might be on the step of to to more self awareness, to helping one of their mates, or you know, it's it, it it it. I think it's so important. It's so important, and you know, the everyday male doesn't have chance to do that normally. Mm. So it's it's definitely something that that's gonna come up more, and which I'm gonna try and take further as well. Yeah, nice mate. Well, yeah, let us know. We'll announce it on this podcast as well. Yeah. When, when you're gonna do them because it looked great what you're doing already. You yeah. you've got some good guys involved in in presenting mm-hmm. and doing some workshops and stuff and yeah as you said it gives people the chance to talk about what they're experiencing and I suppose the more you do that the more people realise what yeah. they're going through isn't isn't unique to them as well exactly exactly and there's also an understanding like you've talked about understanding of ego and you know whether it's understanding your past whether it's to bring compassion to your past so many things that that's presented to you at those retreats where there's a way forward as well you know it's it's not just awareness it's not just kind of making everyone feel all right it's kind of well have you actually thought about your past or have you thought about the fact that you might not have had a male role model or you know all this kind of sort of stuff that which people don't have the chance to sit back and and kind of take in or speak to another guy about and and yeah i honestly think it's it's massively important it's so important i think that if you don't acknowledge that then it's the resistance that like ties ties you up even more. Yeah. I think I want to know actually what you do when you're feeling those kind of anxious feelings, but like something that I, I go through, which has been kind of passed down to me by people who've had similar experiences is go through a process called recognize, realize, recreate. Yeah. So recognizing first of all, that you've got some kind of negative feeling or negative emotion inside of you, which is what you're helping people do with your retreat, which is yeah. great. So once you've recognized that, you can realize the story or the narrative that you're telling yourself. So you might be telling yourself, oh, I'm not good enough or mm-hmm. I'm not worthy or whatever yeah. it might be. So once you you recognize the negative emotion, you realize the narrative you're telling yourself and yeah. then you can recreate what that feeling is. So you, you can wipe it, wipe the, the slate clean, I suppose, and, yeah. and rewrite the story of the truth, basically. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, actually, I'm feeling like I'm not good enough because something happened in my past or something like you were saying before and, and that helps you to work through that yeah. and hopefully long term feel better. So that, Yeah, that's definitely like it's first step in it. Like yeah. rather than shirking that feeling away or or running away from it, just just actually be more conscious of it. Mm. Bring consciousness to towards it and uh yeah I like that. That's good that. Yeah. I like that. Yeah I might use that. Yeah you can use it. <laughs> yeah. Go for it. Recreate that shit. <laughs> Mentality remix, recreate. Yeah, remix. <laughs> yeah. You asking me a question, weren't you? What do I do? Um, yeah. So, like, let's say, for example, you 
maybe you've got an injury or you just experienced you have an argument with someone or someone shouted at you, maybe the coach has shouted at you or something, you've got a negative feeling, you've got anxiety, or maybe it's a pre-game. What yeah. would be your process? Do you work through something? I know you said something about doing the breathing on the bus, but yeah. is there, maybe if you're at home and you're feeling these experiences, what would you automatically do? Would you sit there and do Wim Hof breathing or what, what works for you? <sighs> yeah. Um, it's probably not a go-to thing. Like, you know, that's that, that's something that I'll probably think about now, what you've just listed there. It's probably not a go-to thing for it. And um, I think just just becoming conscious of it, just becoming conscious of this feeling that you've got and um, and stopping, stopping to, to, to actually assess. And uh, and as you say, like, kind of think what, 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 it, what, it, what it might come from, you know. Have you been dishonest? Um, has someone said something to you? You know, it's it, 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 it's almost like watching. It's just like watching what goes on and what happens. Um, Sorry, mate. The dog's just opened the door. We've got, we've got a one-eyed bulldog that's just forced its way in. <laughs> We're leaving it there. We're leaving it there. That's amazing. You just slid the door open. <laughs> just slid it open. <laughs> so like, it might, it might, it might be something. Someone might say something to you, and um, it might spark a reaction. Five years ago, I'd have gone through that reaction, and just just played it out. But now, someone says something to me, and, and I'll just watch. I'll watch out what what comes up inside me. Whether that's protection, whether it's protection of status, whether it's protection of of my own ego, whether yeah. it's because they've said something to the past that's annoying me, you know, why has that come up? Watch it, and then deal with it, and then act on it, you know. So it might be a coach, something that's saying something to you, or it might be a friend who said something to you, or a teammate. <laughs> Just have that that um, that second really to to kind of. Acknowledge it, and then, and I guess it's you know that's recreating, yeah. you know, and it's being more conscious all the time. And you go through stages this where you're becoming more conscious of, of what you're thinking, more conscious of how you're feeling and stuff. And it can be like, it's like, it, it's a big shift. It's a really big shift, and it's hard work, um, but it's worthwhile. I think. Yeah. I think it probably ties back into what you were saying with the float tank as well, right? Yeah. Because our minds are all busy and you're saying they're all buzzing around all the time. When you finally give yourself the minute to find some clarity and, and get some rest, that's when you have the chance to recognise it and recreate it. Yeah. Because if you don't do that, then you're constantly just telling yourself that narrative. Always and you're playing busy that story. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh, it's interesting, mate. And another thing, one of the things I do is, because like what we're talking about is uh, psychologically heavy, isn't it? It's like, it's all mindset. Mm. You're trying to change your mind, but sometimes like, I don't know about you, but I can't do it just through my perception. So I try and do like things physically. So I'll have a shower or I'll go for a walk yeah. or I'll take yeah. a dog out or something. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. that, that kind of like helps to reset. Oh yeah, mate. You, you need them physical stop gaps big time. Like you, you need those kind of times where you'll just, you just, I think Alan Watts quote, let me think of this Alan Watts quote. Everyone every day needs to go out of their minds. Then they will quickly come to the senses. So, you know, there's, there's kind of two meanings that last sentence. You come to your senses and, and you kind of f forget all this stuff that's going on and kind of forget what what you're meant to feel like or, you know, who's pissed you off or whatever. But then you come to your senses because you're using your physical body and it might be walking out in nature. It might be, it, it might be going on a run up a hill. It might be doing something like that. Just make your body work. Just get into your body and, and kind of get out of your head. You know, there's, there's people that 
that simply don't use that simply do not go and do it and uh, you know I'm lucky because I you know I've got a I've got a, a job where I go out and, and pass a ball around and my focus is fully on that you know my focus is fully on on, on what I'm doing um, whether it's tackling someone whether it's catching a ball and passing you know so I've got that in, in my uh, in my job description but a lot of people don't have that kind of job and they need to do it so it's, it's 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 that's going on to kind of introducing flow into your life. Yeah. Um. You know what what is it that that for when you're in flow? It might be playing the piano. It might be, it might be playing football. It might be playing darts. You know, it's these these kind of things where people need to introduce this into life where they go out with the mind and and they and they do something physical with the body and they and they're in that zone. It's challenging to them, but they've got the the skills and the ability to in it in order to do it. Yeah, it's Find, like finding another passion. Yeah, 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 finding that that thing which you can you can go and do. And it's thinking on a mind level now. Oh, you know, people will be sat there thinking, might be listening, thinking, I can't be asked. I can't be asked finding that. I've been there. I've been there thinking, I can't be asked doing this. This will help me. That will help me. But your mind switches off when you in that in that zone. You know. It, it's almost a feeling of ecstasy, which is, um, is, is is actually means standing outside yourself. So you're not in this zone, you're not in this kind of mind zone where things have been said to you, where you're in this emotional state, you know, where you've got hang-ups or you've got things that you've got to do. You know, you're in this action itself and it's almost as if you're standing outside yourself doing this action and away from, from these kind of things that are, that are getting you down or... Um, you know, in fact, you turn it around on a positive spin. You, you do it, and you enjoy it even more if you're in a good mind, a good mindset. You know, you go go and do these actions of flow and getting that flow state. Yeah, flow state is a massive one, mate. It's, it's something it's quite difficult to find if you don't get that happy balance between challenge and mm. um, skill level. I bet, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, if yeah, you yeah. do it too easy, you can't find that flow exactly. state. If it's too hard, you can't do it either. So exactly, yeah. You've got to get that balance. balance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus, wisdom flying around here. Yeah, <laughs> wisdom, mate. It's just it's all, it's all I ever want to talk about now. Just end up talking shit, though. <laughs> so, mate, start talking a little bit about it then. We'll get back to the rugby stuff. And I want to talk to you about when we first met, which was probably about, we said nine months ago? Yeah. About that? It was, yeah, it was, yeah, it it be, was yeah. about, it was midweek, right before the semi-final last season. Yeah. So that was what, October? So, it will have been... September? September time. Yeah. Okay. September time. We sat down at midweek, I think it was Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm. And um, I don't know if you remember this or not, because a lot happened in the few days after that. But we sat down for a coffee. It was introduced by a, a mutual friend. Yeah. And um, <laughs> the previous week, you'd had a massive head knot. So you had concussion. <laughs> yeah. I think two weeks. I think two weeks in a row. I'd had, two weeks in a row. Yeah. yeah. I'd missed, I'd missed that, that weekend before the semi final because of. Right two head knocks yeah. so it was already like touch and go whether you were going to play the semi yeah. at the weekend but you did play the semi at the weekend mm. could you talk us through the story of when you basically <laughs> play, played the semi-final what happened in the semi-final and then the kind of following eight nine days after that and I know you've talked about this on your podcast before but if you could give us a bit of a backstory that would be awesome yeah um, so I'd, I'd, I played in that semi-final obviously missed the week before for head knocks and Come and play that semi-final. It was whole FC at home, and um, 
we had a job to kind of turn up and play and to, to get through to the final and probably put the best form on that we could or that we have done all year. Um, and we did, we turned up, we really turned up and uh, we ended up winning in the last 10 minutes. But basically I'd uh, dislocated that same shoulder that I talked about from 2014. And what minute was it that you did that? It were, it might have been, uh, I think it was like the 70th minute. So there were 10 minutes left and I dislocated it and felt it, felt it go. Like, um, and it was just a complete feeling of, probably hopelessness really. I'd felt it go and I felt, well, that's it it's gone and I'm and in my head I'm missing another final like I said 2015 I'd, it's kind of similar story I'd, I'd scored early in both games having, having this brilliant game and then towards back end the body just for some reason it's just gone I've got caught up in this tackle and it's my shoulder's gone this time not my knee and I'm walking off the pitch and I'm like surely not that's what I'm thinking surely not like I'm, I'm actually thinking, right? What is it? What is it? I'm going to do here, and it's, and there's not many times in life where you're that far at the bottom of the barrel. You know, there's not many times in life where you're that far, where all the stuff that we talk about on this podcast, where you're that, you know, don't even matter. None of that stuff even matters. You know, um, and it, it was just such a, it was such an empty kind of feeling. And I can remember the doctor trying to put my shoulder in on uh, on physio bed. I knew is this he in the ground still. Yeah, this isn't ground. In yeah. ground, I knew he won't get it back in. I was, I was, I had laughing gas, <laughs> and I'm just checking it. And it's not it. making me laugh. Yeah, it's not <laughs> making me laugh. And I'm just like, my shoulder's getting like wangled around to get put back in. I knew it won't go in back in. Um, and I was just sat there like despondent, proper despondent. Um, but looking back now you know you, you go from that that emotion that I had I look back now to be able to think of, of what I went through and mate it was it was it was beautiful it's weird it's absolutely beautiful to go from when you've got nothing when your your mind is like at the, at the the lowest ebb all these beliefs are broken off and there's just one game at the end of the year where it's all or nothing. All fear, anxiety is in the back pocket. You don't even need it because it's 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 all or nothing. And you're like, well, I've got this full week to get back fit, to get back playing in a grand final. Or it's nothing. Do you know what I mean? It's it's it, it, it's half. It's it's com it's it's completely opposite end of the spectrum. But um, the but the injury was bad enough. For pretty much ninety nine percent of people to write you off for the final, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, completely written off. Yeah, yeah. What was the extent? Um. So there was the, the shoulder obviously dislocated it, and I damaged all around the back. Um. It was it was like labrum, rotator cuff. It was kind of stuff which was stability rather than movement um, so I you know I can remember on Sunday night after that Friday game I was trying to do press ups 
on the Sunday night, I chucked my arm out of a slinger and uh, I can remember thinking, fuck, I'm not going to be able to do these. And I fell down like on one of the first ones and then I, fuck, I pushed myself back up and I could hold it, I could hold it a bit there and then it'd kill me and I thought, right, no, I'll put it back in sling. But I thought, nah, there's something there, there's some movement there and I'm going to do it. Honestly, I made, my, my mind was made up on, on that Sunday night that, that I was going to play and that I was going to go to final. That was the day after the injury you were doing press-ups? It was two days after, yeah. Yeah, yeah after my shoulder had been put back in. I had to get put back to sleep, so... Uh, I had to get put to sleep on, on the Saturday morning after it being out all night and and get it forced into place. And then uh, despondent Saturday and then Sunday... Sunday afternoon, I picked up some belief, and and that was that. <laughs> yeah, I remember you spoke about it on your podcast in in at length about the the operation, the procedure you had, like mm. people who looked after you, and you were talking to them throughout, and your parents were there and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, people who were texting you, basically just being like, "Oh, sorry, you're missing the final and stuff like yeah, that." Yeah. And um, obviously that can have an impact on your your thoughts, but like you spoke about the power of belief mm. and what you believe that that was pretty much the reason that you got to the final? Yeah. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about like why you think that, the kind of thoughts you were having, the belief that you had about getting back? I think, um, I think I'm lucky enough, and this is really weird, uh, really can, counterintuitive, but I think I'm lucky enough to in, in life to have had these experiences where all these hang-ups and, and beliefs have, have broke down. Um, and all these kind of, I don't know, all these kind of, these moments in my life where it's, it's, it's wiped the slate clean and that were another one of them. And um, as I say, you can, something else can emerge, you know. And it's weird, I was thinking back over there, I'm not sure what, what it was that, that actually carried me through that week and, and the ability to play um, but I almost had the the ability or the the power, if you like, to to make a decision, make a choice. And even though I, I dislocate my shoulder, I I kind of had that ability to say, nah, you know, it's I don't. I've been there before where I've I've been kind of that victim or that kind of injured person missing the final. I'm not I'm not doing it again. I don't want to do it again. I don't want to see all these texts. I'm not replying to these texts. Because I'm playing, do you know? And I had that, that that space to be able to make a, yeah. a choice. Yeah, mate, it's so important. I think, like, well, a quote that I live by is "What you think you become." Yeah, I think it's yeah, so important. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, definitely, if people have that idea, you hear all the the guys like Tim Ferriss and all those uh, the big guys over there. Mm. They love it. Who basically say that they set their mind on something and that they just refuse to believe that anything else is going to yeah. happen. Yeah, um, yeah, it's interesting, mate. I was one of them people that texted you. Yeah, I, just, I remember though you texted me back it was just like still a chance Did I was like what do you mean the shoulder's been what? popped out yeah. is he uh, still on the drugs is he still on the morphine or what fuck yeah so mate t- tell me about the pinnacle of it all tell me about what it felt like to win the grand final in 2017 yeah it's uh, which was one week exactly after week. you had the surgery right yeah yeah. words don't really do it justice mate it's, it's so hard um I mean, we're in podcasting business and stuff, but words are, are really hard at, at times to kind of nail it down, you know? <laughs> it's really hard at times. But, 
mate, I remember Cuffball actually and seeing Cuffball and it was a really weird into grand final. Normally you're doing a try-saving tackle or, you know, you're putting them out into touch or something, something goes on. They'd scored at last seconds and we knew we'd won it. And um, I'm just like, what do I do? I'm just like, I'm just screaming. I'm just going, yeah. There's that great picture like, of you actually yeah, screaming. Is yeah. it with Cuffboy? It's with Cuffboy, it? yeah. And I'm like, we're walking up from our trial and I'm screaming in that like cast, like checking hands and that. And I just can't contain myself. I've just got all this energy, all this caffeine, all this adrenaline, all this like something that's carried me through this game for 80 minutes. Like, I don't know what it was, but it's, it's somewhat around with that belief or I don't know what it was, but it's, it's took me through this game and I'm still acting on it and I'm just like I'm almost anxious I'm almost like this is you know this is absolutely crazy and there's obviously that thought of, of when I like just go and embrace Cuffball and, and that's literally me just just screaming just going yeah like an old, old like a fucking rock star like you know some, some, something like that but yeah it were mate it were amazing absolutely amazing and uh just the feeling of freedom, just the feeling of, yeah, just the feeling of, uh, elation. Elation, yeah. Yeah. Mate, that time in the podcast where I give the guest a gift. Do you? No, I've never done it before. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what? He's got, he's got his hand going into the back. I'm like, oh, what's he got? What's I actually he got have me? got you a gift. Have you? But I told you I got you this anyway. Yeah, you did, yeah. So this is a book which, when I was reading about it, I was like, this is perfect for Stevie because. It is by a guy called Sean Green, right? Who is a or was a professional baseball yeah. player. Played at the Pinnacle. He's now um, in the Baseball Hall of Fame, and he talks about it's well. It's called the Way of Baseball: Finding Stillness at ninety-five miles an hour, and it's basically how he used meditation, how he used oh. uh, all these techniques to find stillness within mm. his game and perform to the best. And now he's in the Hall of Fame. So, yeah. uh, funny enough, I was reading it on my honeymoon. Thinking, yeah. thinking about yeah, you, mate. Yeah, I remember, yeah. Awesome. But yeah, mate, that's, uh, I, thought that's, I thought that'd be a good one for you. I'll smash that. Yeah, class. So, Steve, you're on the Take Flight podcast. I normally do the same three questions at the end of the episode. And the idea being that through those three questions, people who are listening can either take actionable stuff away that they can start to look into themselves or start to add to their routines and stuff. So, if it's all right with you, we'll, we'll go ahead and do those three Sweet. questions. Yeah, yeah. So, the first one is, is there anything recently that you've found, discovered, experienced that you're particularly excited about? Ooh, yeah, there will be. But over this last month, it's it's a month plus that I will have found it because I've been getting robbed and no chance of self-actualization in this last month because I'm just <laughs> trying to keep my house together. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Funny. Do you know what? And just recently, I don't know if there's a, something massive that's, that's kind of coming come into into what's happened or into what I've been thinking but I'd say a book which which is good for 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 your listeners is uh which I I listen to an audio book and um it kind of it kind of it kind of paints a picture for these extreme situations so this is a book by Viktor Frankl. I don't know if you've heard of it. A yeah. man search, man search for meaning. I'm literally listening to it on audio oh, yeah. right now. No yeah. way, that's yeah. freaky. Yeah, that's like freaky. Thirty minutes left. Yeah, I think that's. I think it's epic. Like, obviously, the, the, it it the situation he was in doesn't relate to anything that I've been in or what most of us go through. But it just paints the uh, absolute picture or the demographic of human beings, how they operate, what they need, and and, and 
what beliefs they need or what kind of desires that they should they should uh, I don't know, I, I kind of address you know what what they should address as a human being you know I I definitely recommend that um, it's something that that set me off on 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 a, on a good journey so. Yeah, I wanted to get that in there. I think that's a good one to recommend, and I'm sure you recommend it now after you've listened to yeah, it. Yeah, amazing advice. It's quite, uh, it's quite an emotional one, isn't it? It's yeah. pretty intense. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah, that. Shit. So good, awesome, mate. Great advice. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, the the second question is, um, if you were recommending only one thing to someone to incorporate into a daily routine, what would that thing be? Ten minutes of meditation. I do, that's that's the go-to, I think. 10 minutes of meditation, whether you use Headspace, whether you use 10% Happier, whether you use um, Budify, just 10 minutes where you're not, you're not racing around. I think that's massively important. It's helped me. Um, I imagine it's helped me in performance-wise on the field, but uh, mentally it's helped me as well. Just everyday life completely puts a lovely different filter on your life if you get if you can build up some practice and, and kind of get into it you know the filter on your life is a lot better you know it won't decide whether you're upset whether you're happy but it'll add that I guess that extra 10% to, to what you're seeing you'll be in the moment a little bit more and you'll kind of appreciate things a little bit more and, and feel grateful for more things as well and I'd obviously uh I'd actually recommend the kind of gratitude journaling. Whether it's just three things you, you write when you wake up and, and go to bed. You know, that was a really big shift for me as well back in the, yeah. back in the day, two years ago. <laughs> Amazing, mate. Yeah, so good. Awesome. All right, last one is take yourself back to the Stevie Ward who was, let's say you're the 18-year-old version of yourself, right? So you're just breaking into the first team, yeah? Yeah. And I want to get a better understanding of what you think the key differentiator would have been if there was two versions of Stevie Ward. One of you at the age of 18 who went on and had all the success that you've had, you know, went through all the highs and lows and became a better person for it. Started the podcast, started Mentality Magazine, all yeah. those things. Had all your success in rugby and the version of Stevie Ward who wouldn't have had all those successes and, and had that great time. So what would be the main difference between them? Yeah, I imagine, let's say you had an obstacle that you might have come across. And the version of Stevie who wouldn't go on to have all the success probably would have reacted negatively to it. Yeah. So what are the kind of things that... I think maybe to step through fear. Yeah, I think maybe to shirk away from big amounts of fear and um, doing things different or being afraid to be different. Like Everyone wants to go on different holidays. Everyone wants to go on um, different things where they can put a different filter on their Instagram or a different <laughs> kind of... Um, thing to tell people but you know when when you talk about not being afraid to be different it's maybe your close mates that are thinking what you know what, what's going on what's he doing or them feeling a bit of fear about that <clears throat> doing something different that actually scares you you know you know that's 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 a one that's that's a one big thing that I think has has kind of changed the course of my life so going stepping through fear and not yeah. letting it resist you or stop you doing the things yeah. you want to achieve. Feel it. You're gonna feel it. It's just whether you have the bollocks to go through it or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's that thing in it. Feel the fear and do it anyway. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, mate, it's so good. Honestly, Class. mate. Now it's been brilliant. I've loved collaborating <laughs> with it. So yeah, uh, I'll share it on my 
my Instagram. I'll, I'll stick it up in the Take Fight podcast. I'll pr- probably put it up in a week or so. Spot on. And yeah, uh, yeah. Smash it out there. Yeah. Enjoy and that. oh, that's the only other thing. Where can people go and follow you? Where can they follow your journey and see what you're doing? Yeah. Um, so mentalitymagazine.com. That'll have a lot of info on there, recent articles, podcasts and stuff like that. Um, Twitter, mentality underscore mag. Instagram is just mentality magazine. And then my personal Twitter is Steve underscore ward. And that's the same for Instagram. Nice. And you can go down the rabbit hole there and have a look at all that stuff. <laughs> Awesome, mate. And where can we find you? Because this is going to be on the one as well. Yeah, so uh, website's not up yet. <laughs> oh, damn. But, but it will be in probably about two, three weeks. But mostly I'm just on Instagram. So at Whittle Take Flight and Flight is spelled F-L-1-G-H-T okay. and then Take Flight Podcast on Facebook. Sweet. Yeah. Thanks, mate. Job done. Enjoyed it. Cheers, buddy. Enjoyed that, mate.